I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio, we thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? Alright, alright. Bo Cephas, I am ready to rock out the Super Bowl Prediction Podcast. Feeling pretty good about it, too, because my last prediction of this China virus being a hoax is clearly a hit. So I am ready to keep, <laughs> I am ready to keep it rolling. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. And our promise to you is we will always make all your wildest dreams come true. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for all those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! People, you cannot beat our prices, and you will not find a more consistent winner in the market year after year. If you follow the program, we send you always to collect from your bookie, never pay. Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional YouTube show in collaboration with 105.3, the fan in Dallas, called The Degenerate with World famous R.J. Choppy. Murray, and against Zana, left side, swings this one, Holloway for three, and I set fire to the rain, watched it pour as I touch your face. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing, and right now it's everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting, hell, choice of the week. Well, thank you for being there, sir. Tonight, I'm not drinking a new beer. I'm drinking an old beer, one of my favorites, a Rolling Rock. Mm. But I wanted to use my little segment here. For a public service announcement, or PSA, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Mm-hmm. As we get closer to the season, we do several of these. I think next week we're going to do a whole podcast on uh, how you follow our system and how to gamble properly and bankroll management and all that jazz. So, <laughs> tonight, my PSA is for you, all of you straight men out there. Stop drinking White Claws and other quote-unquote hard seltzers. First of all, when you're saying is ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, that's the most chick-fucking slogan ever. Hmm. Secondly, if you think it's a good idea to drink them, do me a favor. Next time you have one in your hand, go to a mirror and watch yourself take a drink. And I promise you, when you see yourself drink from that dainty little can... You will have thoughts of moving to a different country and changing your name just because of the embarrassment of the fucking situation. Now, this is nothing against women or the gay community. Uh We have plenty of females and plenty of gays that follow us and that are even our clients. Yeah, you bring in the gays real good. (laughs) Actually, most of our gay fans found us by accident because of the name, which is understandable. Whoops. But... They stuck around because of the funny and because of the money. And yeah. we love you all. Yeah, gays love money. They sure the hell do. But straight dudes, this is your one and only 
PSA. Put the fucking seltzer down, put your goddamn shoulders back, and pick up a beer like a fucking man. Yeah, I have no... I, all your beer stuff and those names you were saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of them. I uh, just looked at my domestic light here in my hand, and we just shrugged. We just <laughs> we shrugged at the same time. I don't know. What's he saying? All right, boys and girls, we're going to get into the podcast now, and today we're going to go over the NFC and AFC East Divisions, our last two divisions to go over on our football preview for the NFL. And then bonus, we're going to give you our playoff selections. From the wild card all the way to the Super Bowl, it's time to get your money yeah. down now, baby. But before we do, got to do that, we got to pay some bills and do that. We got to talk about this week's sponsor, and this week's sponsor is Bet Any Sports. EU. I said Bet Hey Sports. EU. It is the only place to go for online gambling. All sports, as the name suggests, if you want to bet the over or under how many hard seltzers will be drank. At our draft party tomorrow night, Ooh. I'm going to tell you right now, take the fucking under, baby, because the fucking Wolfpack don't fuck around. Mm. It has poker, full casino games. They advertise reduced juice, minus 105 <laughs> in most situations. They have same-day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They have the widest selections of props, parlays, and teasers on the internet. People, go to betanysports.eu. Put in code word glory hole today. Get a 35% sign-up bonus. What does that mean? It means you deposit $1,000, you get back $1,350. You use our free picks and their free money. You get money on top of money, baby. You're winning all day. It's betanysports.eu. Code word, glory hole. One more time, I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu. Code word, glory hole. All right, boys and girls, we're going to start with the AFC East, and we're going to start with those Buffalo Bills, those table-busting crazy fucks from northern New York. That team went 10-6 and six last year, Longhorn. Unbelievably, this year they have an over-under of nine. Longhorn, tell us about those Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I've got to lean to the over here. Uh, I'm going to make this real simple on the Bills. Uh, just the best roster in this division, clearly to me, uh, I don't think it's a very hard decision at all to pick this division winner, specifically with what's gone down with New England in this offseason. Just, we, you know, we've talked about in past weeks, there's these certain teams that just do things the right way, and this is clearly one of them. Um, drafting, roster management, free agency, they just do it the right way. <clears throat> Um, just going up and down their list, it's just they brought in Stephon Diggs to an offense that, you know, and we obviously we hate Josh Allen. We've made that very clear through the years, but for what they do, you know, it 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 gathers wins, and that's that's the name of the game. Um, I did hear that Josh Allen is supposedly work having a plan to not run as much this season, which I would strongly suggest that he gets that thought way out of his head and Bad uh, so, plan. Yeah, bad that's plan. a bad idea because that's all you can – well, with that and your passing is what makes you the marginal quarterback that you are. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, when you look at their draft, like I said, love what they're doing. Um, Zach Moss, I think, by the end of the year will be that sledgehammer starting running back that they uh, that they need for this offense. Uh, it does kind of hurt that Star Latulier, I can never say his name right, I think he opted out for the whole year due to the China virus, which is – that's disappointing. He's still a serviceable DT there in the middle. But as much shit as I gave this player coming out of the draft and how much I hated him, I'll be damned if he didn't land at the absolute perfect spot. AJ Espinosa hated him coming out. He's not a good player. He's uh, Check that. He's not a first-round draft pick. Uh, he was getting first-round pub. But for what he does, for his skill set, man, did he go to the perfect spot. Actually, it's just one of those weird things where I hate the draft player but love the love the place he went to so he'll come in and make some big time plays for them um again just clearly the best roster in this division it's no brainer and 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 at nine flat give me the over on that that's that you can put that down as the best bet that's that kind of insight that my boy longhorn brings you on the fucking roster and draft <laughs> selections you're not gonna get anywhere fucking else you think that, uh, you know, nobody else is talking about aj espinoza come on not a goddamn <laughs> soul uh, to me on the Bills, like you said, it's kind of simple. They're returning 20 of 21 starters. Uh, their offense, like you said, not good, ranked 24th, but the defense ranked 3rd. 
I don't know how much better their defense could possibly get. They're really fucking good. They're very, very well coached. The only chance for a serious improvement is on offense, obviously. I don't see oh, Josh Allen make a big jump on that, but they won't get swept in the division by the Pats this year. Uh, but I also don't think they sweep the Jets, so maybe that evens out. But again, they're a very solid playoff team. I agree with you. The class of this division, they have the best roster, like you said, and the second best coach in the division, which yeah. there's no shame of being second to fucking Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, go Bills. All right, moving on to those Miami Dolphins. 5-11 and 11 last year. That's pretty good for them. They pushed on the over-under. If you remember how bad they started, that is a goddamn miracle. This year, they're over-under 6.5. Longhorn. Yeah. What the fuck is going on in Miami? Yeah, this team... Okay, people are going a little crazy on this team. And, um, you know, you just you just mentioned it. And it got me thinking at the end of that uh, wrap-up for Buffalo that he's the, that the Buffalo coach is the second-best coach in this division, which is probably true. But it got me thinking that, good Lord, the coaches in this division with Miami, oh my God, yeah. New England, and Buffalo, I mean, the Jets coach is awful, so throw him right out the fucking door. But these other three, my God, this might be the best coach division in the league. With that said, I do love the direction of this team. I like where they're going. I like their uh, their you know what they're doing with the roster, what they're doing with the draft, and we do like the coach. However, I do think people are definitely a year ahead on their enthusiasm for this team. Um, there, we all know Tua is going to start by I mean, what what would you say week four, week five, maybe something like that. I mean, let's yeah. It's not going to take too long for him to get in there. <clears throat> and um, the problem I see with this team is there's a good chance that at some point in this year, maybe not right off the bat, but at some point they're probably going to have three rookie offensive linemen starting along with Tua. Tua um, yeah, forget his name. I'm not even going to try it. So so that's, that's a recipe <laughs> for disaster. Now they do have people like Eric Flowers and uh, Julian Davenport. These are people that – can step in and start, and they are veterans on the offensive line. But the people they drafted are going to be better long term, so it's just a matter of time before they get them in there. But that none of that is a recipe to go and win seven games. So I do have a heavy lean to the under here on this team. I think the public enthusiasm is driving that number up, and you can get some pretty good value at that under uh, for the Dolphins. Yep, absolutely agree. I am not excited about this team at all. I am very excited to see what Tua Tungavaloa is his yeah. last name. Holy shit. Can do, but overall they're a bad football team. And bad football teams don't win games with rookie quarterbacks, unless your name is Andrew Locke. <laughs> That's about it. And he, you know, <laughs> he was the one unicorn that went eleven to five, eleven to five, eleven to five on the worst football team. In football, and they weren't really much that much better in any of those three years than the years he got there. However, even if Tua's awesome, right? Because Kyler Murray last year was really, really fucking good. He won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. They won five games. So even if Tua's awesome, and this team hits their ceiling, Longhorn, to be honest with you, I've upgraded them a whole point from last year going into this year in our power rankings, mm-hmm. and they're still the third worst team in our power rankings. So... Mm-hmm. Even with a full point upgrade, because I do believe in the upside of a young quarterback, not even fucking close. This is an easy, easy, easy under here for me. Yep. All right, moving on. Those New England Patriots, I usually call them, as you know, if you've been listening, the goddamn New England Patriots. They're no longer that anymore. You know why? Because they don't have Brady anymore. Last year, they went 12-4. and This year, their over-under is nine. Longhorn. Please tell me how they are going to win nine games this year. Well, let's just come out and say it that you and I will. This is one of our disagreements uh, teams of the season, and that's fine. That's that's why we do this. We don't always have to agree 100%. Um, that's the beauty of sports. Now, the reason I have faith in this team and, um, and I think that they can outperform what expectations are. Actually, actually I can't even say that. They can outperform public expectations. I think they'll be right around Vegas expectations because you said it's still at nine for their over-under. Currently, yes. Yeah, but if you talk to like the random Joe Blow on the street, they're going to tell you, oh, man, Patriots are going to be sucked. They're six, seven, maybe eight wins. So I do think they'll outperform the public 
perception. I don't know. I don't necessarily think they're going to uh, outperform their Vegas perception. But with that said, this is because of Bill Belichick. Why I think this. Um, when I go up, when I go up and down the roster, <clears throat> you know, it's hard. It's hard to do because they've lost so many players opting out with the uh, China virus situation. But the look again, I have faith in Belichick. I have faith in Josh Daniels to develop an offense wrapped around Cam Newton that can get the job done enough to squeak by some wins with some good defense. You know, solid defense despite losing some players. Going to their draft, it's a typical Patriots draft. Um, no first-round pick, bunch of twos and threes, bunch of tight ends that no one really had rated that high. But some upside players like Duger, Duger can probably step in and, and be a star right off the bat with, with the coaching that they have there on defense. Uh, Josh Uche is one of those pass-rushing um, Michigan players that, hell, they drafted one last year with, with Chase Winovich. So, they actually, they're going to have two – edge Michigan pass rushers on on New England so you know it, it's not going to be horrible it's it's a developmental draft to me looking up and down the the entire thing which does not bode well because you know Belichick runs a complicated schemes on both sides of the ball so you know I'm pr- you're probably on the right side I'm probably on the wrong side but I do put my faith in Bill and I think nine is the right number yeah, I think you kind of talked yourself into my bet there. Uh, no. This team was a dumpster fire on offense last year. The only thing that kept them afloat was Tom Brady. Uh, and their <clears> offense, <throat> quite frankly, got worse because no matter what you think of Cam Newton, he's absolutely a downgrade in, from a Vegas perspective on how many points he gets you know, versus the spread versus Tom Brady. That's not even a question. Uh, and on defensive side, they were a fantastic defense last year, but their leader and most important player, not their best player, but most important, and Hightower opted out. That absolutely kills him. If you look at the three or four games he missed last year, the I don't have the stats in front of me, but the stats were tremendously skewed the other way when he's not on the field. It's kind of like when the Cowboys would lose Sean Lee. Sean Lee was never really their best player per se, right? like mm-hmm. a DeMarcus Ware or somebody else was. But when Sean Lee wasn't there, it made all the difference in the world. And didn't, uh, they, Ch- didn't Chung opt out also? Chung opted out also, yeah, which kills their secondary. Loss. Uh, they lost their, their best two pass rushers from last year to free agency. The defense is not going to be able to carry them this year. Uh, Cam is their only hope, I think, to get to that nine number. And just to be honest, like from what I saw from him physically last year, I don't know how much physically he has left. And if he can't do it physically, he's never proven to be you know, the quarterback that's going to maneuver and stuff and, and, and exist inside the pocket. And make a career doing that. He, I mean, I don't know how long he's been in the league here. I mean, almost ten years. I think. Almost ten years at this point, and he's never done it yet. So, if he's physically compromised, I mean, Josh McDaniels is a great offensive mind, but I don't know how much he can help that. Um, yeah, I, this is one of my best bets, and I actually got it at nine and a half, and I took the under, and I'll give my record uh, here in a little bit when we recap. This is actually one of my best bets, and we'll go over that in a second. All right. All right, moving on. Those J E T S Jets 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 seven and nine last year, baby. They're over under is six and a half this year. Longhorn, take it away with Coach Crazy Eyed Gase and those goddamn Jets. Yeah, and actually, actually, I'm reminded now that this is another team that we disagree on, which is great. So to me, worst worst roster in the division, worst coach in the division, lack of motivation. They're 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 selling off players left and right to me this is a clear team that wants to lose has no motivation to win so of course i'm going to put them in the basement of this division um going over the roster the offensive line was horrible last year they they brought in some players to uh to help that out but they weren't good players besides the besides the first round pick mckay beckton uh he will be good right off the bat but other than that i just don't like it you know Denzel Mims, receiver out of rookie receiver out of Baylor, he's going to need some time to develop. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he has left. Maybe he's got some left, but just looked bad behind that offensive line last year. Who knows? But you know, then they brought in Frank Gore. I don't know why they did that. They drafted Lamichael P. Ryan. You know, it's just I, a team that I don't really like what they're doing. I don't like their direction. 
uh, going down the rest of the draft, I just eh, I don't like it. I don't like it. doesn't feel right. It's just one of those teams that doesn't feel right. And a lot of times, if the direction doesn't feel right, it's, it's because the coach doesn't feel right. And, and in this situation, those two things line up perfectly. Um, I feel bad for Darnold because we really liked him coming out of college. And um, it, it's actually sad to say he would have been better off going to Cleveland. Holy shit. So that's that's really sad. On defense, I see literally one player that I like. And is Quentin Williams, did he opt out or is he actually playing? I believe he's playing. Yeah, I think he is playing. So I see one player that I like. Take it away, Bo. See, take it away. Yeah, uh, we are dis- we are going to disagree on this. I like this team, and I do like this Ugh. quarterback. They no, went you six- don't. You do not like this team. No, you do not. Okay, I like the quarterback. There you go. And they went 6-2 and two down the stretch when the quarterback actually played. But here's the thing that's got me a little bit not – now, this team will not be a contender or anything like that. But what has me a little bit intrigued about this team and the number six and a half – all of their hard games are on the road, which is what you want when you have a young team because you don't expect to win those anyway. So you pick up any of those, and it's a bonus. No big deal if you don't. Just take care of business at home. And they have a huge travel advantage, as do a lot of the AFC East teams this year because the NFC West is who they're playing. And their toughest game at home is San Francisco, and San Francisco has to be on the East Coast, out on noon kickoff, which historically gives the Jets the automatic advantage there. So, scheduling-wise, I think they caught a huge break for this year, and I think it buoys them to, I like the over on that number, we'll go over in a second, but mm-hmm. no, they're not going to be a contender. They have a lot of work to do on the roster, but for this one year in this one spot, I actually like you know, them to do some, some good things. Okay. All right, AFC East recap. Longhorn, what you got? Okay, the recap is Buffalo going 10-6, and six, which would be a best bet for me on the over nine. I do have New England going 9-7, and seven, coming in second. I've got uh, Miami going 5-11, and 11, coming in safely under that 6.5, so that should be a best bet too. Um, and then I've got the Jets bringing up the rear at four and twelve. Ugh. Yeesh. All right. Yeah. I've got the Bills also winning the division, but I have them at nine and seven on a push. If you look back the last few years, uh, 2017, their over under was six. They went over. The next year, Vegas had so much faith in them, they put the over under at six again. They pushed. Last year, they had so much faith in them, they put it over under at six and a half. They easily went over that, obviously. This year, it's all the way up to nine. I think, like you said originally, that's a perfect number. I like the push there. I actually have those Jets coming in second at eight and eight. So oh, with the over there, God. baby. And we, sh- yeah, you're. Go ahead. You're, you're drinking too much of those homo drinks, but go ahead. <laughs> The Jets have 2017. They had they were over under five. They pushed there. Six and a half the next year. They went under seven and a half. They keep getting over at seven and a half. They went under that market back down to six and a half. This is the year they bounce over it again. I don't think that they're a contender at all, but I think they break through. Love the over there. Third place, I've got those New England Patriots at seven and nine. Under. This is a huge best bet for me. Again, I got it at nine and a half. I think you're safe at nine. I think this team is garbage. Uh, looking over the trends, 2017, their over-under was 12 and a half. 12 and a <laughs> half, and they went over it. All right. 2018, 11 and a half, they went under, so obviously Vegas knew something. But then the next year, 11 last year, they went over that. There's no way Vegas expected that, nor did any of us. But then now, all the way down to nine. But I will tell you this, before Cam Newton, they were at eight and a half. They signed Cam Newton. They bounced up to nine and a half, which is where I grabbed them because I was really fighting it at eight and a half. Yeah. Grabbed them at nine and a half. All the sharps like me came in, pounded the under, right back down to nine. That's easy fucking money. Best bet, New England under nine and a half. And then Miami in the cellar. I got them at six and ten. I think Tua uh, gets them close. Right, him and the him and the combination of uh, 
Mr. Fitzpatrick, you look at Miami 2017, 7.5, they went under. Next year, downgraded by half a game to down to 7, they pushed. Last year, down, downgraded two more games to 5, they pushed again. Well, they can't push at 6.5, so you're going to have to bet it one way or the under. I lean slot under here. I don't think they win seven games. There's no, I don't think there's any way they win seven games. But my one best bet of this division is the Pats under nine and a half. There you go. All right, moving on. The NFC East. And we're going to start with the Washington football team uh, who went three and 13 last year. I'm sorry. What, what, who are we doing? The Washington football team, I believe they're mm. called. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're talking about the the the, the, the Redskins, the, those skins that are red. Yeah, I think that was their name at some point, but then uh, you know, their owner lost his balls, and so because of that, they're now named the Washington Football Team. So mm. the huh? Washington Football Team went three and thirteen last year. Which, if you've been listening. And I'm sure you don't remember this, but I've got tape to prove it. When we did this last year, I said the Washington Redskins at the time would go 3-13, and and I fucking nailed it. <laughs> this year, their over-under is 5.5. Longhorn, tell us about the Washington football team. Well, the Washington skins that are red team are, <laughs> uh, they're not very good. Not, not, not very good. Need a little work on that roster. Need a little work. However, um, obviously new coaching staff, you know, all new system, quarterback coming into his second year. But the story of this team, for me anyways, and what I'll be excited to watch, is that defensive front, my God, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and take your pick of who the fourth guy is, whether it's Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, Ryan Anderson, who gives a shit? They're getting one on one all year long. Just this will and if and if a uh, homeboy gets to play in the middle, Reuben Foster, this defense could be really salty because then you have you have another uh plus player on the back end with Landon Collins. So if everything goes to plan with a defensive head coach, uh, the, the defense could really keep this team in a whole lot of games. Problem for them is that the offense is probably going to average about 12.5 points per game. It's going to be hard to win Ouch. a lot of games that way. Um, but that will be the game plan for, for this uh, Washington Skins that are red team. Um, that's just going to be the way it is. Now, I do love uh, – I, uh, I can't say I love it because it kind of – it kind of petered out there at the end. But the top half of their draft, I, I think they knocked it out of the park. You know, obviously Chase Young was the easy one. But Antonio Gibson, whether they play him at wide receiver or running back, is an explosive talent. Um, and uh, Sadiq Charles should come in and, with, I mean, it, let's put it this way. If he doesn't come in and start on this offensive line, then go ahead and cut him uh, before the season starts because <laughs> he is garbage. Yeah. Uh, Man, and they took one of my favorite wide receiver prospects out of Liberty University, a Giants, basically T.O. clone type wide receiver, 6'4", 225 pounds, Antonio Gandy-Golden. Love this town. Now, he probably will need a year or two to develop. But, again, this team ain't going nowhere, so you might as well develop some, some young talent. Um, you said the over-under 5.5. Eh, that's pretty much that's that's right where they're gonna be give or take give or take a win so uh yeah this things things might get better in the future for this team but it's not gonna be too good this year yeah i agree with you i just wonder if uh mr goldie gandon or gandy golden uh Mm -hmm. was one of the guys that uh, jerry falwell jr paid to bang his wife while he watched him while they're at liberty university well i'm not sure at six four two hundred twenty three pounds i would suggest not <laughs> well i mean if you're gonna pay somebody to bang your wife while you watch them wouldn't you want it to be a big strong strapping young man with presumably you know a decent no size? no i want no? it to be a midget who's the midget there's got there's got to be a midget on that liberty university campus you can go ahead and come in i don't think that if you're paying somebody to bang your wife as you watch them that you're really 
uh, too concerned whether or not she gets pleasure more than you because you're not yeah. doing it anyway. No, yeah, I am. Call me selfish, but she can go fuck herself. I mean, if she if she's gonna if she's gonna get some D on the side, it's gonna be some midget D. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. To each their own. But anyway, yeah. this team is absolutely abysmal in offense, like you said. They have arguably arguably the worst combinations of running backs, wide receivers, and offensive line in the entire league. And that oh, is without prove any it. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> you can never prove that. They got a second-year quarterback who showed absolutely no signs of growth and reportedly has very little work ethic. So we'll see what the young man's going to do this year. However, mm. like you said, their defensive line, if everything comes together, not only might be the best in football, I think there's zero chance they're not the best in football, if it yeah. all comes together. Yep. But that's important because their secondary might be the worst in football, which you can get around that with a great pass rush, but they're going to have to do it. I think Rivera, him alone makes a difference uh, in the team yeah. culture and the direction, and I think that they do have a slight uptick. And our power rankings, we've got them graded right about even as where they were last year starting out. We'll see, you know, obviously the data changes things as it, as it starts to pile in. I think starting out, they're rated exactly where they were last year. So, but I do think a slight uptick. I don't think they go 3-13. and 13. Slight uptick from there for sure. All right. All right, moving on to those New York football giants. Last year, they were an awesome 4-12. and 12. Wait, no, that sucks. 4-12, and 12, you suck, Giants. This year, they're over under six. Longhorn, are the G-men going to be any goddamn good at football this year? Over under six? Are you out of your fucking mind? That's, that's no. So, yeah, they're not going to be good. Um, now, <laughs> uh, this is this is one of those teams that I do like the future. I like where they're going. Uh, not ready yet. Not ready yet. I know, there's some, I know there's some, you know, hype about Daniel Jones going into year two. Yeah, it's not going to happen this year, so... You know, keep keep building the roster, keep doing things the right way, which they are. Uh, then then they can have a bright future. Now we don't know anything about the coach, so that's a problem. Uh, we will find out, I guess, this year if he's in over his skis or if he's, you know, a guy that's going to be able to stick around and, and grab the attention of um, the roster. We will see. I did hear that Xavier McKinney, their uh, second round draft pick, safety out of Alabama, is uh, he got some sort of foot injury and will be out for a couple of months or something like that. So that's a setback a little bit. But again, they're such a young team, young roster that it's not, it really isn't going to matter this year. Let me just say something real quick about this roster. Um, as you, you know, as a lot of you know, and as you know, both Steve, I am a, a trench observer. That's how I, that's how I evaluate these teams. And this, this team in this draft drafted three players, that will be starting either by the end of this year or going into next year. And I loved two of them. The other one, kind of a project guy, Matt, Matt Pert. He's a project tackler of UConn. Didn't love him. But, again, he's a third-round project that's got some high upside once he gets some, uh, can get a couple of years under his belt or at least a year to, to train up and get some weight. Andrew Thomas was my number one tackle coming out of uh, the draft last year. Love that guy. And Shane Lemieux. This is a guy. He was a fifth round draft pick. No, no, no. Nobody's okay, gonna know who this guy is. Huh? Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, Lemieux is. I don't know if Shane is. He at six four, three hundred and fifteen okay, so pounds. Okay. Yeah, he's probably not a hockey player. He's <laughs> maybe a goalie. I, don't, I guess he could be a goalie. But he is a road grading uh, guard, and he he will be starting by next year for sure. So if they if they did things right, these will be three young. Offensive lineman to go along with Will Hernandez, who they drafted a year ago, two years ago, something like that. So in the future, this is going to be a great offensive line. So I like where they're going, uh, but they're not ready yet. And also does not help that their first round draft pick from last year is going to be in jail for about for about ten to twenty years. So that's a little bit of a setback. Take it away, Bosevis. Yeah, I don't give a shit about this team. They aren't very good, and they won't be a factor. Uh, and one side note on their coach, I don't know if he can coach or not, but he did come out and say that he wanted to take the red jersey off <laughs> of young Daniel Jones and the yeah. rest of the quarterbacks because he wanted them to get hit in practice so they'll be ready for it in the game. Because, you know, 
You do it. forget to get how or how to get hit, apparently. I like it. I like it. I don't know. I think I think that's uh, pretty counterintuitive, but you know what? I've never coached a football game in my life, so what the fuck do I know? Moving on. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Those goddamn dirty Eagles went nine and seven somehow last year. <clears throat> They're over under this year is nine and a half. Long, please tell me. You hate those fucking Eagles. No, I don't hate them. I, th- I got them uh, tied for the Son best roster. <laughs> I got them tied for the best roster in this division with those dirty Cowboys. Um, but they do have the better quarterback, so that's you know that can pretty much settle that argument. Woo! I don't like, I do not like the mounting offensive line injuries. It's becoming a cluster injury for this team, um, and that can add up. Brandon Brooks is one of the best guards in the NFL. He's out. For the year, Andre Dillard, one of the best young tackles in the league, he's out for the year. So bring in, oh god, I don't whoever the fuck they're going to start at these positions. I think they brought Jason Peters back. He was going to play guard. Now he's got to kick out to tackle. Who the fuck knows? Um, but again, with the quarterback that they have, he's proven that he can win with subpar talent. Um, I don't expect anything different. Now the defense is still, you know, it's still solid. It's a it's a good defensive unit. Um, I'm trying to see what no major additions, honestly. But oh, Darius Slay, yeah, that's a major addition. Uh, he will help out tremendously on that secondary. Um, other than that, it's you, you kind of get what you get with this team. The receiving core, I just you know, it Wentz is it's going to be on Wentz's shoulders again, but again, he's used to that, so it shouldn't be a problem. Jalen Rager. Uh, wide receiver out of TCU will come in and help eventually. I don't expect much from him right off the bat, but that dude, I, I love that draft pick for, for this team. He's a he's a go get it receiver, smaller guy, but but can go get the ball. Um, again, I think I think them the Eagles and the Cowboys best best rushers in this in this division. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. Um... They're a very solid team, and I know Wentz gets shit on a lot, and I get it. You know, he's a ginger, and look, I hate those soulless fucks, too. I don't Whoa. know why they're here, but uh, to me, they're more, I mean, their defense is pushing them, you know, forward offensively. To me, they're kind of a middle-of-the-road roster. He's really the only thing that makes them go, and like you said, he won a bunch of games last year. With people that you've never heard of in your fucking life, and you never will again, because you know the XFL and all those other leagues are canceled now. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I mean, I think Philly's gonna be—they're gonna be contender in the East for sure. Yeah. All right, moving on to those Dallas Cowboys. Last year they were eight and eight, aren't they? Every year. This year their over under, however, is nine and a half. Vegas expecting that big bounce up. Longhorn, tell me how they get there. Yeah, the underlying stats from last year's team, um, and we don't. Uh, maybe you got to pull it up. I don't. But they, it, it said they should have been a 10, 11 win team, I believe, and they won eight. So they were very underachieving team last year. And I can only put that on the quarterback. I'm sorry. I know, I know people love this guy, and and statistically, and you know, you go, you you can pull up all kinds of stuff that says this this guy's a top five, top ten quarterback, but he's just flat not in my opinion. Um, but I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, the rest of the – I mean, there's not a lot to say about this team. It, it's kind of you – know, they drafted C.D. Lamb, great draft pick, great value there, but all they did was add to a strength. So, I mean, as great as he is, they were already really good at, at wide receivers. So, not sure how that's going to help a, a whole, whole lot. Um, now, on the defensive line, they sure as shit uh, tried. I'll give them that. They brought in Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy, Alden Smith, uh, homeboy out of Minnesota, uh, Everson Griffin. Like, I mean, they're they're trying like hell. And they still got, you know, Tyron Crawford and uh, Tristan Hill, who's been a failure at uh, defensive tackle, second-year player for them. And they drafted Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma, who I really like him. So they're trying. They're throwing dart. They're throwing draft darts. They're throwing free agent darts they're throwing retirement darts they're, they're, they're throwing you know criminal darts. they do anything they can do like come play defensive line for the cowboys just just they got ads in the paper for it um is it gonna work <laughs> probably probably not but you know we'll see how that how that all plays out um you know i i do think that halfway through the year trayvon Diggs will be a starting cornerback for them 
and it's probably going to be an upgrade over Jordan Lewis, who's slotted to start right now. You know, Clinton Dix and Xavier Woods, those are, that's, a, that's a poor safety combination uh, in the NFL. You know, so they've got some work to do in the secondary. But overall, it's, it is a good roster. It, I'm not going to... Not gonna, you know, poo-poo on it too much. It's a good roster. It's tied with Philly uh, as far as rosters for me. Uh, like I said, I do give the edge to Philly because of quarterback. All right. So last year, like you said, eight and eight, they had the top offense in all football. Do <laughs> this added to the stream. They had right. a top twelve overall defense, and they did not make the playoffs. That is fucking hard to do. But here is how they did it. They had four games last year. They were decided by seven points or less. Longhorn, you and I have been doing this a long time. We know those games historically, as they should be, are about 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're in that kind of game, it means that you have the team to be in that kind of game, which means you're pretty successful in the NFL. So you get about 50-50. Last year, they lost all four. Oh, and four in those games. That does mm-hmm. not happen, like, year in and year out. That will even out. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it last year, if that just evens out all on its own, they're ten and six and they win the division. They just go two okay. and two. They get the 50, the natural fifty fifty. They're ten and six. They beat Philly for the division. They move on. Whole different conversation. I really like this roster. Uh, like you said about the power rankings last year, they were a top seven team in our power rankings. If they would have made the playoffs, which they should have, they would have been favored in the first playoff game. And that's not even that's not even debatable. Yeah, they would have been fair. Yeah. So, and they didn't get worse, right? I mean, they got better on offense a little bit with C.D. Lamb. I know rookie receivers, unless your name's Randy Moss, you don't typically have a huge impact, but I think the kid is special. And on defense, you know, they weren't – talent-wise, they weren't great already, but they were efficient enough to hold those rankings. So, I don't think they got worse on defense. I, to your point, they could really only get better – if any of those dudes hit on the defensive line, they got better. I definitely have them up on the uptick here uh, for the Cows in 2020. All right, mm-hmm. Longhorn, NFC East recap. Yeah, I'm going to go with Philly. I'm going to go with Philly win this division at 10-6. and six. Um, I put them a tick over Dallas, who I've got going 9-7. and seven. Um, and Everything you just said, of course, is 100% true. The flip-flop back and forth, you know, you know, if you overachieve, it's going to tick back the next year. If you underachieve, it's going to, with the luck, you know, in the, in the in the coin flip games, it's going to bounce back. But I just I've seen it too much with this with this quarterback. I've seen it too much with him. Just just the almost, oh, just the almost win, the almost did it. Um, so that's probably a little bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth bias that I'm carrying over. But I just I, I've got to put them second at nine and seven. I do have Washington going third at six and ten, so I guess that'd be a slight over on that five and a half, with no bet for me. Um, and in the basement, going four and twelve, I got those New York Football Giants. Do not like the fact that they're brand new coaching staff that we know nothing about. New roster that's not very impressive, uh, very young and very developing. So got them in the basement at four and twelve. All right, so we differ on this division quite a bit. I've got those Dallas Cowboys winning mm. because nobody ever repeats in the NFC East. And if you look at the natural progression of things, I've got them going 10-6, and six, so over slightly. Uh, 2017, 9.5 was the over-under. They went under that. 2018, their over-under was 8. They went over. 2019, last year, over-under was 9. They went under. So, see a pattern? Under, mm. over, under. This year is, again, the over. They're going to hit 10 games. And they're going to win the division. I've got Philly going 9-7 and seven yet again. So that's a push there. If you look at their trend line, you've got 2017. Their over-under was 8. They went over. Uh, 18, the over-under was 10. They went under. Last year, downgraded to 9.5. They still went under that. Vegas holds the line at 9.5. Uh, I think I got them at 9, so I put them in push. So I should be a slight under for the current number. My bad. So nine and seven, I think slight under. I think they're still trending slight under. Um, just I, I think I really think that roster's fading. In third place, I've got the New York Football Giants at six and ten. That is a push. Look at their trend line history. You've got 2017 nine over under. They went under. 18 downgraded two games to seven. They went under. Not enough a downgrade. Last year downgraded another game to six. They went under. <laughs> but 
Vegas this year said, you know what? Six again. Six, test us again, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And I think they know it's going to be a slot uptick here. I don't think the over hits. I think they're looking for the push on this game, and I think they're going to get it. So, Because three straight years of downgrades, all going under, and Vegas didn't drop them anymore. That should tell you all I need to know about your market correction there. Uh, and then in the basement, the Washington football team. They are going to go 4-12, and 12, which last year I said 3-13. and 13, Nailed it. I think mm-hmm. this year, 4-12, and 12, I think they definitely will improve. I think they'll be a lot better 4-12 and 12 team than they were in a 3-13 and 13 team, if that makes any sense at all. But uh, I still think the under, so 2017, they were 7.5, they went under that. 2018, dropped down to 6.5, they went over that. 2019, same game, 6.5, mm-hmm. went under that. This year, Vegas drops into a full game to 5.5, and, uh, and I think they're still going to go under that. It's adjusted, but not adjusted quite enough. So that is the recap on our NFC East. We're going to move on quickly to our division winners. So, Longhorn, I'll start. In the NFC, in the East, I have the Cows. In the North, I have the Vikings. In the South, I have Tampa Bay. In the West, I have San Francisco. Who are your division winners for the NFC? For the NFC, for the NFC, I have Tampa Bay, San Francisco, uh, Philadelphia and Minnesota. All right, so we only got one different right there. Moving on to the AFC division winners. In the east, I have those goddamn Buffalo Bills. In the north, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. In the south, I've got the Tennessee Titans. In the west, I have those non-headdress-wearing and non-chop-doing Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and I've got Baltimore, Kansas City, Tennessee, and Buffalo. Wow, sweep across the board there. All right, moving on to the playoffs. In the NFC, you've got my division winners, my three. And remember, guys, three wildcard teams this year. It's going to be seven teams in each uh, conference of 14 teams playoffs starting this year. My three NFC teams to make the wildcard are the Philadelphia Eagles, the New Orleans Saints, and the Seattle Seahawks. Longhorn, who are your wildcard teams in the NFC? My wildcard teams are going to be Dallas, um, New Orleans, because I got them coming in second in that division, and Seattle. Seattle. Uh, all right. So we have all the same teams in then on the playoffs <laughs> on the okay. NFC side, just a little bit different order. In the AFC, my three wildcard teams are the Pittsburgh Steelers, the San Diego slash LA Chargers. Oh, my God. And. Okay. Man, I'm so torn. I've got three teams here, and I'm torn. I'm st- I'm torn right now. Still torn because I've got all three of them the same record. Who's gonna Who's gonna have the tie break? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Jets. Pins, oh, Chargers, Jets, baby. Wild card. Yeah, put yourself in timeout. <laughs> yeah, go go sit over in the corner and let me take this. So I have got. I probably got a little shocker too that you're not gonna that you'll you'll hate. So I my wildcard teams are gonna be Pittsburgh, Cleveland Browns, baby. That was one Cleveland of Browns, and then I also have New England sinking into those playoffs. So go yeah, suck it. I, so I had the Jets, Broncos, and Browns all in a circle. Yeah, and I, I almost lean I almost lean Cleveland, but you know Baker's such a fuck up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're crazy about doing it. I might be crazy about the Jets, but you're crazy about doing it too. But I'm glad. Right. That's good. That's good shit. All right, moving yeah. on. Championship <clears throat> game. Who is going to be in the championship game in the NFC? NFC championship game. I have Tampa Bay hosting San Francisco. Who you got? Oh, my God. That's exactly what I have. Wow. It's almost like we do this for a living. All right. Mm-hmm. In the AFC, no chance we get this one correct or the same. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, okay. And I've got Baltimore hosting the Chiefs. All right. On to the Super Bowl. I have those Tampa Brady Buccaneers beating the Kansas City Chiefs for (laughs) ring number seven. Okay, so we, I have Tampa Bay losing to Baltimore. 
So, a little bit, uh, I, w- I know we talked about this a little bit off air. Like, what did you ever, did you ever pull up last year's to see what our, uh, our, what we had from last? Cause I, I know we remember two years ago. Two years ago, I had an all LA Super Bowl and I got one out of two. Um, but yeah, I can't, I didn't pull it up. I know last year I got zero because I had Pittsburgh and New Orleans, and obviously Big Fat Ben got hurt, and New yeah. Orleans got boned again somehow. I don't remember what the fuck happened, but anyway, it didn't work out for me. I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure I got zero too, or I probably would remember. Uh, maybe, maybe if someone <laughs> can remember and, and uh, send us a, a email or a text and let us know. I can't remember, but. I'm. I think. Uh, I think Brady is going to be able to work that magic immediately. But I do think, man, Baltimore is just ready to fucking roll. They got it going. All right, boys and girls, that was episode sixty-four of the FGH podcast. Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on any of our social medias, and don't forget to subscribe to both our YouTube channels, The Football Glory Hole and The Degenerate with RJ Choppy. Now, of course, when the season starts, which is right around the corner, we will have additional free picks on our website, a Saturday morning quick hits with free picks, the Degenerate Show on the fan, and on top of all the gold we spit out weekly on this podcast, my God, stop doing sports all wrong and sign up for our premium picks at our website so we may become partners for life and both Cephas, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a bookie again. Come on! God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us up, baby!